Welcome to Solo Cleaning School. Are you ready to reshape your mindset and grow your solo cleaning business? Step into today's class with your guide, Ken Carfagno, so you can win for your family. Welcome back to the Solo Cleaning School. Oh, this is going to be a different kind of episode. Ken is screwed up. And you only say that in the third person when you don't want to use the word I. But let me just say it differently. I screwed up. Before I share how they screwed up, let me tell you how an employee of one of my favorite food places screwed up. Here you go. Funny papers. If you have ever been on the East Coast, especially in the Philadelphia, New Jersey, Southern New York, Northern Maryland, you have probably seen the Wawa chain. It's our chain of convenience stores. And Wawa is awesome. Their coffee, the pre-made sandwiches for sure, but then the made-to-order stuff. And it's one of the things that I missed most when I was in New York for 16 years. Yes, I missed my family and my wife, Teresa, and I agree. We missed our family, number one. But then number two was a three-way tie between Wawa, Chick-fil-A, and Rita's Water Ice. That's right. None of those were in New York. Well, there was a Chick-fil-A that opened up in Albany, New York, where we lived. But you could only get to it by going in the airport. That was cheesy or chickeny, whatever. So anyway, here's how you order Wawa. Go up to the screen, you touch it, you pick the meal, and so I was tapping away, chose myself a cheesesteak with onion and some jalapeno, oh, my mouth was watering. This was when I was still new back in the Philadelphia area, and I had not been eating cheesesteaks on a regular basis again. Uh, um, let's just say that that's changed quite a bit. But I was really looking forward to getting the sandwich. And it was middle of summer. It was really busy in Wawa. So after you order, they print out a receipt. You go up to the counter. You pay for everything, including your made-to-order food. They give you a receipt. They give you a bag to put the made-to-order food in. And you're out the door. So I had my bag. And I'm waiting in line. There's maybe a half a dozen to a dozen other people waiting in line. And this is pre-corona, so we were all jumbled next to each other. There was no face masks. And we weren't touching, but we were close. And here's what happened. They call a number. Okay, number 124, here you go. And they put the sandwiches and the drinks up on the counter. You check your number. You go up, you grab your sandwiches. When it's the right number, you drop that receipt in the basket. You take your food, put it in your bag. You out the door. That's how it works. See how quick I was with that? I'm a regular. Of course, I know. Now, in this particular situation, they were really behind. Not enough workers, too many customers, whatever the scenario. And I waited a long time. And when they finally called my number, I walked up to the counter and they gave me the food. And the woman, very apologetically, she looked at me and she says, I'm sorry, sir, about your weight. I looked at her. I looked down. And I looked back and I said, I have never been so insulted in all my life. And she, her, her smile turned to a curious expression, almost close to horrification. Like, what did I just say to that guy? She said, I'm sorry. I said, you just said you're sorry about my weight. I am not overweight. 
And she says, oh, oh, I, I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. I, I knew what she meant. And I said to her, I'm just kidding. No problem. I know you're busy. And she says, you got me. That was funny. I said, yeah, I try to be funny. I try to add humor. You know what? Life's too short. Let's laugh a little bit more. Have a great day. And I walked out and enjoyed my steak sandwich. Yeah, that was a really funny one. My son and I were laughing about that for quite a while because he was with me when it happened and his face was ghost white. He couldn't believe I said that to the person, but it really was funny. And we're driving off and we go to work. No big deal. Now that was a gaffe that that person had made to me. She didn't realize she was making a gaffe. I just turned it into one for her. I helped her make it a gaffe. This episode is me really making a true gaffe. Now, let me explain what happened. I'm a member of various cleaning groups on Facebook. Our industry is huge. And there's one group I really like that's led by Angela Brown of the Savvy Cleaner. It's called the Professional House Cleaners Group. I think there's over 10, 11,000 cleaning service owners that are part of this group. And there's hundreds of them that are very active. And what do they do? They ask questions. They share lessons learned. And they connect. It's a community. So it's a bunch of cleaning service owners that are doing life together, sharing their lessons, helping each other, their expertise. Some are kind of giving advice. It's really a great forum for our industry. As I understand, and I think many that are part of these groups realize That it's not the competition of who's better than who. No, it's not like that at all. We understand that a rising tide rises all ships. Now, that's not my quote. It's probably from Zig Ziglar, who has all of these amazing quotes like that. But think about what that means. A rising tide rises all ships. With 50 boats in the water and the tide comes in, all the boats go up. That's what we want. What we don't want is, I've heard this example, how to become the biggest building in town. Well, many subscribe to this particular solution. If you knock down all the other buildings, you will be the biggest building. But that's not the way you do it. You do it by the rising tide, rising ships. And the answer is just grow. Learn from all the other buildings. Learn from all the other boats. And grow together. You don't need to be in competition with them. Okay, this sounds pretty good so far. But let's get into where I made the gaffe. I typically go into this particular group a couple times a month. I skim the posts, I learn from them, and I answer questions. I want to be a blessing to people. I want to be a go-giver. At any given time, there's thousands of brand new cleaning owners that have very basic questions. If I were to categorize these questions, the majority of them fall into these two categories. How much do I charge for and how do I clean this? and fill in the blank with a hundred different answers. Those are the majority of the questions from new people. And it frustrates me because, yes, they're trying to learn, but they're being lazy. They're not really taking the time to educate themselves on how to properly clean something because it's no magic bullet, no magic pill. If you understand the cleaning science, then you can understand what cleans what. And the same thing or how to charge if you understand how to price a job and learn the workflow of various pieces of an office or a house, you can easily price a job. So people want to get the answer of, oh, it's $100 or should I charge $200? Should I charge $300? 
I never answer the questions that way. I answer the mindset and the why behind it. I might answer and say, well, it's not that this product is a magic product. This product works because it's acidic and because that dirt is lesser acidity to the cleaner itself, which means the science of it is going to clean that dirt. Or I would look at it like this. There's this many bathrooms, this many kitchens, this many rooms. It takes this long per kitchen, per room. Add all that up, multiply that by your rate, and you're going to get an answer given the mindset. So I do answer things like that. In other words, I try to engage people with these questions. I want to go deeper into the science. And I also like answering questions that are people-related. There's so many things, well, how do I deal with this situation? And they're all people skill related. And I love those questions because I've read a lot of people skill books and I've been in this industry for 15 years and I think I've literally seen everything. Well, I was on Facebook late one night recently and I thought I'd skim a few of these recent posts on this group. I saw a dozen or so of the basic starter questions. I just scrolled past them. I didn't want to deal with them at the time. It was late. I was tired. I did stop for a few questions that were from newbie cleaners that did allow me to engage more in the mindset or the people related or the science stuff. But it was late, I was tired, and admittedly I wasn't reading entire posts, I was just answering, and frankly, I was being a little arrogant. I knew and they didn't. I was in the know and they weren't. That's not a good place to be. And I'm sure being tired brought that on, but I was perceiving a lot of new people and I was with my expertise as a 15-year cleaner, here's all my answers, and I'm so smart. Now, that doesn't go well when you encounter a person like Mark Baker. Whew, here we go. I was scrolling, and I saw a post from this guy, Mark. I did not know him. I assumed, because I skimmed the post, as it was about barkeeper's friend and using it in kitchen sinks, and he was testing the product out, and how it worked, and he looked like he was super impressed with the product. I jumped to conclusions, and I assumed he was another newbie, one of a hundred that I had just scrolled past, and he was, oh my gosh, this stuff's amazing, this is the magic product. So in my arrogance, I answered with arrogance, and said, this product works because of the chemistry. It's pH 2 or 3, whatever I said, and that's a very strong acid, and the Stainless steel tarnish is a much lesser pH acidity level, and so this will break it up and pull that tarnish off. But beware, don't use a toilet bowl cleaner or something that's a very, very strong acid because it will burn the metal. And I said it in a Ken knows all and you don't kind of way. Now, it wasn't terrible, but I knew it probably came off a little bit arrogant, but I was tired. I wanted to go to sleep. So that was my final comment. I shut down. I went to bed. No big deal. I wake up. I had a message on my phone. Guess who it was from? Mark Baker. Here's what it said. Hi, Ken. Thanks for your comment on my post. I felt a bit like you were talking down to me a bit with it, and I wanted to reach out and let you know. I know you run a business assisting cleaning pros, and I'll be listening to you at the Maid Summit. Just wanted to note that my post didn't insinuate I don't know the science of cleaning. I actually built my business from solo to $1.87 million in annualized sales before pandemic shut down in under five years in a very small market with just residential and now have a national company with cleaning pros in dozens of cities across Canada. 
We are well educated on the science of cleaning from, and he mentions two courses, HCT and GBAC training, to pretty much every cleaner training program out there and have our own program which combines them all. I don't put that out to the group much as I enjoy learning as I am a cleaner at heart and every single day to the group teaches me new things and I love interacting with my industry peeps. With all that said, I'll check out your Solo Cleaning Tribe website. I wanted to share as most would appreciate the comment, but for some of us, it can come across as condescending as you made an assumption I wasn't in the know and you were. Looking forward to checking out your site. Ouch. That was what I woke up to. I went back frantically to the comment and to the post and I've read it this time. And sure enough, I was a jerk. I was arrogant. I was condescending. I was in the know and I felt terrible. And here's what I did about it. I typed back. I'll have to read my comment and we'll edit it. I never want to infer arrogance. I'm very sorry about that. And thank you for bringing it to my attention. It was late and I really go into other groups lately. I was answering questions and saw your post on the sinks and barkeepers friend. I prefer the cream version. Congratulations on your success. I really like your desire to stay new. Then I followed this up with two voice messages personally to Mark explaining what happened and what I meant in my comment and apologizing to him again. Then I updated my comment on his original post. I did not delete the comment. I owned it. And here's what I did. I edited it and wrote update to original comment. And then I wrote the new comment. And in that comment, I publicly apologized to Mark and said that I may have come across condescending and arrogant in my first comment. I am sorry, Mark. Please accept my apology. Here's what I meant, and I went into great detail about the acidity of the barkeeper's friend and not to go too acidic because it'll burn the metal. And then I hit send. Mark was really impressed with my response. Here's what he did next. He typed, Hey, Ken, thank you for those voice messages. You gave a prime example how to turn what could be someone not liking your brand into a raving fan. I was like, what? That is so cool. And so Mark and I went back and forth a little bit more that day, and he became a friend. And I did speak at the Maid Service Success Summit last week, the end of July going into August, and Mark registered for my event and he listened to my talk. It's really cool. So someone that I potentially turned off and would have been a detractor from what I'm helping cleaning services do online to becoming a promoter, someone that was a raving fan, all because of the way I handled myself. He told me, I'm so impressed with you. You really handled that like a pro. Oh no, it didn't stop there either. He also has his own YouTube channel that he uses in his consulting business and helping cleaning companies across Canada. Well, check this out. He asked my permission if he could dedicate an entire YouTube video to his community on the exchange that we had. I put the link in the show notes and he entitled this YouTube video, Turning a Faux Pas into a Win. And he talked all about the same stuff I just shared, but in much greater detail. And honestly, his explanation of how he perceived it and how I corrected it was really well done. So Mark, you did an amazing job on getting that message out. Thank you for being a pro. You could have easily blasted me back publicly 
on the comment thread, but you chose to take the high road and hold back and message me personally and see if maybe there was a misunderstanding. Dude, that was how you handle things like a pro. You claimed that I was the one that was the pro. You were the pro, man. So if you have time, check out Mark's YouTube video on turning a faux pas into a win. It's really well done. He teaches this lesson extremely well. And here's the takeaway. What if we all acted like a pro in all of our dealings with our clients, in all of our dealings with our vendors, and with our competition? We'd all rise together like the ships I mentioned in the beginning. I hope that sinks in. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to Solo Cleaning School. Class is dismissed.